All right. We are back for another great episode of How to Acquire Podcast. And I am excited for this conversation. I've been seeing this company on my Twitter, on my LinkedIn. I've been hearing different people talking about it within the M&A space. <laughs> and I have to know how this all got started and uh, the, the origin story of all of this. Uh, so joining me on today's episode is Roman Balin of Do, uh, Do Dilio. Welcome to How to Acquire Podcast. Thank you. Uh, great to be here. Really appreciate you having me on. Definitely. So for those who don't know, how did you have this dream of creating this marketplace <laughs> in the due diligence space? Yeah, uh, dream. Uh, yeah, it's an interesting way to put it. I don't know if I ever had a dream <laughs> of building uh, a two-sided marketplace. I think there's uh, there's there's easier uh, business models out there. Uh, I, I think, um, but uh, you know, honestly, um, the idea first came to me uh, as I was solving my own problem. Mm -hmm. uh, I got into the M and A space a couple of years back. Um, around, let's see, 2014, uh, I started a consulting business, ran it for a couple of years, uh, sold it, nothing life-changing, still had to work. Um, and, but that process really got me interested in M&A. Um, I have a finance background, so I kind of was aware of you know, the big mergers, but uh, until I had my own little uh, exit, I wasn't as familiar that, you know, with the fact that you, you know, you don't have to sell a business for, you know, 30, 50 million, like you can have a much smaller outcome and it's still great and still fun and um, you're making some money. Um, so that process got me interested in M&A and as I started kind of uh, learning about it, um, I bought and sold a couple of online businesses, like okay. online service businesses. And just to kind of get my feet wet, uh, to go through the process myself. And um, as I was doing those transactions, there were small transactions. Um, you know, I found it difficult um, to find uh, and hire uh, due diligence service providers. So uh, someone that can help me look at the tech stack, someone help me uh, look at the marketing spend, someone to take a look at the financials of the business, right? You know, when you're doing larger deals, you know, you can probably hire Deloitte, McKinsey, KPMG, you know, mm -hmm. you have the budget for that. But someone who's doing deals, you know, 500K, a million, three, four, five, you know, you're not going to pay, you know, 300K, 200K for an M&A due diligence report right. or M&A due diligence. So, um, so basically, you know, I had trouble find, kind of finding those people who were affordable, who, who had experience with uh, the deal sizes that I was uh, doing. And I kind of had this idea of, okay, like this should be an easier way to do this, right? There's a marketplace for everything, right? There's Uber Eats for food, there's, you know, Airbnb, Fiverr, Upwork, whatever. Um, so I kind of had this idea to solve my own problem. Um, then around, let's see, I think around 20, 
20, maybe 2021, I started a newsletter called the Business Inquirer. Uh, and again, this is just for me to kind of continue educating myself about the M&A process. So started writing about uh, what I was seeing in the M&A space, uh, doing a quick analysis of different business listings and so on. Um, and through that newsletter, um, subscribers kept pinging me like, hey, like this listing looks interesting. Do you know anyone that can help me <laughs> analyze it? Um, and, uh, you know, I got enough of these uh, inbound pings from readers where, um, you know, I remembered my... <laughs> original frustration kind of when I was doing my deals and I thought okay um, I think this could be helpful uh, for people to kind of build out this type of marketplace um, so that's how Dodilia was born uh, a bit of a long-winded answer but you know it's a little bit of solving my own problem as well as you know crowdsourcing uh, that you know I'm not the only one uh, that uh, had this issue you know, I was looking over the website and I might even uh, pull it up a little later. I was looking over the website and it says the modern way uh, to do due diligence. And, you know, with so much that is popping up within recent years, and I'm kind of new to the space as well. I wonder what were people doing? I don't know, even 10 years ago, what were people doing in your best estimation, before a company like yours existed, were they just uh, like basing it all off of somebody else's referral? Or how did they uh, go out and go get due diligence done? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so, so yes, I think a lot of it was a going out to your own network and seeing uh, maybe a CPA who you use for your personal taxes knows yeah. someone that can do due diligence or, um, you know, I think you, you can probably hire people, some people on Upwork or Fiverr. Um, so there, you know, it, it took a long time uh, for you to uh, find, vet, price, uh, the right provider. Mm -hmm. um, there was just no streamlined way to do it um no one kind of aggregated all of this uh supply right yeah so it was just a time-consuming process it's not uh you know uh, I'm, I'm not gonna say that uh well you know it couldn't be done it, it, it just took a long time did you know as you're building out this marketplace that you would be solving uh a bigger problem than just your own as you were, as you began to build? Uh, no, um, I, I, I really didn't know how much of a problem this was. Uh, I had an idea that, okay, I experienced this. I heard other people experienced it, uh, but I didn't really have an idea of, okay, how, how, how big could this be? Um, and as I started talking about it, as I started building up the marketplace, promoting it on various communities, social media channels, through my newsletter, um, we started getting more and more projects submitted on our marketplace. And that's kind of where, you know, 
the light bulb went off. They're like, okay, like this actually is a problem that people are experiencing. And I think uh, we can create a solution that uh, kind of uh, makes things easier for them. I, and this is just a, a thesis, right? A theory. Yeah. I think a lot of people stay away from the M&M space or buying a business or anything dealing in that realm. I think one of the main reasons they stay away from it is because they don't understand due diligence and they don't, they just don't want to make a mistake. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, because I think when someone buys a business, they're committing a lot of their own, well, it's, it's a big decision. You're committing a lot of your own time. Uh, and a lot of times you're committing, uh, a lot of capital. Uh, so it's, it, it can be a scary process for sure. Yeah, you're right. And so then what you're creating in, in my opinion is you're taking away the, the fear of or the unnecessary fear of the acquisition process uh even for myself as i was going through your website i said oh anything that i would have had any type of anxiety about i could have i could just make a, a project out of it and decide who would be the best person to help kind of uh, ease that anxiety a little bit right and now i don't really have any excuses here uh, from all over the world, I can get one of the uh, the people that fit what I'm looking for in order to accomplish my goals. That's that's the idea. Uh, yes, um, you know we do. In addition to kind of standard, hey, I need a CPA or hey, I need a you know, lawyer or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, we we you know we do get a lot of projects for people who are looking for you know something what I call like a deal sherpa. You know, not exactly due diligence, but more of an M and A advisor who can help them uh, quickly analyze a listing, kind of explain to them what's the timeline, how to write an LOI, what are the funding options for a business. Um, so, you know, things that I, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't say are due, you know, due diligence. Their due diligence may be related, but it's, I guess it's taking a step back. Mm -hmm. And even before acquiring a business, just someone to kind of hold their hand a little bit and walk them through the process. So um, we, we get more and more requests uh, like that. Um, so I think, uh, yeah, to your point, 100%, like people need that assistance. Yeah. Now help take me behind the scenes as someone who's building a marketplace and creating this value add uh, to a space that didn't, maybe you didn't even realize they needed it. What have been some of the hurdles of building a marketplace in this space? Yeah, well, I think uh, just as a business model, it's one of the more difficult ones because mm -hmm. you have to build two sides, right? Uh, when, when you're you know, building a software business, well, you just need clients. That, that, that's all. Right, right. Uh, marketplace, uh, you need uh, demand, right? So you need people to use your service. And then you need supply. Uh, you need the service providers who are going to address that demand. So 
Um, so that's, that's difficult to do uh, concurrently. It's difficult to do at the same time. Um, you know, but for us, I'd say the biggest hurdle is really uh, get, getting the word out. Um, there are certain advantages, there, there are pros and cons to being first in the market. Like, I don't think there's, uh, as far as I know, um, that there's nothing that exists right now that's similar to what we're building. Mm -hmm. um, and that's good and bad, right? Uh, good as in, you know, the market's wide open, bad as in you have to educate the market that this exists. Right. So for us, I feel like that's been the biggest issue. Um, you know, we're free to use for clients. So uh, there, there's very little friction here. Um, you, you can go to the website, submit a project, get proposal, like it's, it's all free. Um, for, you know, we get paid by the service provider. So, so you know, there's no, there's no sales pitch, which, which makes it a little bit easier, but uh, there is kind of this process of educating the market that, that we exist. Uh, I right. think that's, that's, the, that's the biggest thing. I'm gonna pull the, the website up now. And I just want to kind of go through uh, just some of the, the features mm -hmm. that the uh, website has. So I have doodilio.com pulled up here. Uh, Ooh, says, is, that, is, that, is that how it looks on your screen? This is how oh, it looks for, oh. for me. Oh, no. It's okay. Um, but, you know, then again, I'm not the most computer savvy uh, person. Okay. Um, but it says the modern way to get due diligence done we are a leading online marketplace that connects business buyers, sellers, intermediaries, private investors with pre-vetted service providers for due diligence and value creation. And so you're saying, hey, come on the website and submit a new project. Mm -hmm. And so when, once I submit an, uh, or select that, it says, tell us about your project. And here's where I can decide buy side due diligence, sell-side due diligence, investor due diligence, post-integration support, subject matter expert, and other. Help me understand post-integration support. Uh, that's after you've already acquired a business uh, okay. and you need help uh, growing it, uh, really. That's so uh, everything that's done after uh, kind of creating value from the business. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I choose whichever... Uh, whichever type of project I need, I put the mm -hmm. description in and then it just prompts me with more questions. And at yep. the end of it, where does the project go to? So uh, once you submit the project, it uh, lands in uh, my inbox. Uh, what happens is I review the project. Okay. Uh, I will either, you know, well, I'll send you an email saying, hey, I got this project. Here is my understanding of the project. Um, if I have any questions about the project, I'll ask them. Uh, and then I will ask if you want to get on a call uh, to kind of finalize the project scope, or if everything looks good, then, hey, just confirm it with me and we're, we're ready to get started. Um, once the project is confirmed, mm -hmm. I will match it against our uh, database of service providers and start collecting proposals. Okay. This process takes about two or three business days. After that time, I'll collect all the proposals. I will present them to you. 
answer any questions you might have about the proposals, and then you'll tell me who uh, you would like me to connect you with. Uh, which proposal looks the most interesting, or maybe which two or three proposals look most interesting, and who you'd like to speak to. Um, so then I will make that email introduction. Um, so the process, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's pretty simple. Um, there's, you know, there's a lot of um, kind of interaction between me and the client, because I want to make sure that uh, you have a good idea of what you need. A lot of times clients right. come to us and they don't even know themselves um, what's available or what type of, um, uh, you know, what type of project they can submit. People ask us about budgets, um, timing, things like that. So, yeah, we're always here to kind of answer questions. So on the other side, like someone like me, how do I get in on the other side and become a service provider? So uh, the first step would be to go to the website. And mm -hmm. uh, there is, let's see, um, if you go to our network, uh, I believe that there is a there will be a button uh, at the uh, bottom. Uh, no, no, let's see. I think it's towards the bottom. I need to, yeah, so apply to join. Okay. Uh-huh, yeah. So if I'm a service provider, I come on to our network, go to apply to join, and submit my information to, for review? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm -hmm. okay. exactly. Yeah, so you'll have another form here, and they'll ask, uh, you know, basic details. Then they'll ask you about uh, your experience. They'll ask you about what type of projects, um, you'd like to work on, um, you know, kind of a series of questions. Um, that's the first step. Then uh, what will happen is uh, I'll send you a confirmation email. Uh, we'll schedule uh, an interview. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, 20, 30 minute interview, face-to-face -face over Zoom like this. Uh, I wanna get a sense of you know, what your actual experience looks like, mm -hmm. um, how your communication style is, what type of projects you've worked on, uh, who your typical clients are. So, yeah, uh, it's it's always good to have a forum, but I always like to have these kind of face-to-face -face conversations as well. So after that interview, I'll ask to see uh, samples of your work. So if you are applying as someone who does technology due diligence, mm -hmm. I would like to see if someone hires you for that, what's, what's the sample output? Right. Give me some uh, example of past work that you've done. Um, then whenever possible, I'd like to speak with uh, one or two past clients. For financial due diligence, it's not always possible because uh, there's NDAs and things like that. But whenever possible, I like to do that. And then uh, the last step is uh, I will do uh, online research, basically kind of a quick background check uh, to make sure there's you know no red flags. Right. Uh, and if you pass all that, then you're you're in. There'll, there'll be some paperwork to sign, like an NDA, referral fee agreement, things like that. But uh, after that, um, you would be in in the network. And um, am I? If, once I go through those, uh, go through that process, am I putting my uh, 
payment requirements up front or is it very based off of each project? It varies. It varies based off of each project. Yeah. Um, some people like to put an hourly rate. Uh, some people like to um, bill just project base of just say something costs, you know, 5,000 or $10,000. Um, you know, different providers have different uh, payment structures. So some like to get paid up front. Uh, others want to do it milestones. Um, others want to do it, you know, 50, 50. Uh, and then um, some accept alternative fee payments. So um, they'll get paid only when the transaction closes. Um, so that's uh, that's all part of the proposal process. So, okay. um, and that's one of the questions we ask when someone submits a new project. You know, what type of budget do you have? Uh, what type of payment options would you like? So we make sure that matches with the service providers. So Roman, as I'm I'm listening to this, you must meet some amazing people who come through your network. How has this been able to strengthen your own deals or your own relationships uh, in, in the M&M space, M&M, M&A space? How has this strengthened uh, how you view uh, M&A? Yeah. Um, so you know, I, I meet amazing people from both sides, uh, certainly from the service provider side. Right. Um, but. I would even say more so from the client side. Um, th- those are probably my favorite conversations. To get on the phone with uh, someone who's buying you know, an SMB, listen to their story, understand their background. Um, and for me, you know, it's, it's <sighs> like, what's the right word? It's, uh, you know, it's humbling, it's inspiring, um, you know, because, uh, when you look online, like a, a lot of times you think that the people who are acquiring businesses, they're not like you. They have some special gene that's yeah. like, you know, they have some special superpower. But, you know, when you start talking to these people, like it's, it's not like that. They're, they're normal. They're, they're, they're normal human beings, just like right. anyone else. Right. Um, and that's, that, that's great to see. Um, so for me, it's, it's just very inspirational. Does, you know, what you know, I'm looking at the website and it talks about the range of 1 million to 25 million in transaction Mm -hmm. value. Is there, how big of a difference is when you're working with someone who has familiarity with $25 million deals and up and someone who only, you know, a million or two million. Are you seeing a major difference in uh, the quality of of the work or is it just simply the the transaction size? Um, Well, let me, uh, I guess, uh, are you asking about the client, different in in the client, in the type of person who is making the transaction or are you talking more about um, like on the service provider side, because there's a couple of ways to think about it. I guess the the first thing I thought about is, uh, as a, as a client, are they more demanding of what they're needing on a twenty five million dollar deal 
as compared to someone who is doing a $2 million deal? Uh, yeah, um, I wouldn't say more demanding, but their, their needs are probably a little bit different. Um, you know, an example I can think of is in, in bigger deals, you might have uh, investors, you might have different types of, you might have investors, you might have lenders, uh, there might be different sources of capital and they may have their own requirements. Right. So before investing in, in you, in your deal, well, they want to see these five due diligence reports. And it has to look like this. It has to be an Excel data book. It has to be a 25 or 50 page PDF report and maybe right. something else. Right. Um, someone doing a one or $2 million deal and using maybe an SBA loan uh, right. without having, uh, you know, a, kind of an extensive right. capital stack, their requirements are going to be different. Um, for them, um, they might be, well, their budget is probably going to be different as well. But for them, you know, they just want to make sure that the business they're buying doesn't have any red flags. It's not going to blow up on them, uh, right. you know, three or six months after they acquire it. That's all. Whether it's a 50-page PDF or if it's just a five-minute phone call with uh, a due diligence expert that's, you know, has gone through the business, um, they don't care how it how it's presented, they just care about um, the results. So th their needs are gonna be different. Yeah. Okay. And uh, one, one more thing I wanted to discuss before we, we head out mm -hmm. is I always love a website that gives me knowledge. And yeah. so you have this uh, area called the Knowledge Center. Yep. And it has articles, checklists, and templates, and mm -hmm. also case studies. I'm looking right now at the templates and uh, there's a mutual NDA, uh, an M&A due diligence document request, letter of intent, access, uh, access uh, purchase agreement. Mm -hmm. um, why are some of these uh, necessary for people to have access to upfront once they come to the website? Um, you know, it, it's a free resource. Uh, I, you know, I always recommend you want to hire an attorney to do this properly, okay. but um, having uh, a draft or a document template will help you. Uh, if you want to go more of the do-it-yourself route, uh, save some money, um, you can download this template. You can read it, customize it. Uh, you can have a feel for what it says. Um, so it, it's really just as a free resource. Um, you know, I think. On our website, I think uh, the checklists are probably the most popular thing that people download. Um, so various due diligence checklists. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, so um, this will let you know everything that you'll need through the due diligence process. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, th a lot of this will help you uh, even do some of the preliminary work yourself. Um, because, you know, listen, the reality is not, not everyone uh, has the budget to hire a due diligence professional. And um, these checklists, I think, uh, you know, the goal is to provide you some framework where you can do some of the basic due diligence yourself to understand uh, what that looks like, what are the questions that you should be asking. Um, so that, that's the goal here.
I'm glad you pointed that out. Yeah, the, this is gold right here uh, to know just in case I forgot about something, uh -huh. uh, you know, regulatory, legal matters, environmental matters. Yeah. Uh, I think this is awesome. Yeah, and then not, not all of it's going to be relevant for every business, right? right. Uh, regulatory matters probably is not relevant for, you know, I don't know, a SaaS business. <laughs> right. But right. if you're buying a dispensary or healthcare, med spa, something like that, then yeah, regulatory is going to be important. If you're buying real estate, environmental is probably going to be important. Right. Yeah, this is, this is awesome. So you really have created a, a really great marketplace uh, for people to come on both sides, the client side and the service side. Um, yeah. What are some final thoughts for those who are coming to the website for the first time and they're either about to put in a new project or they see themselves as a potential service provider? Um, you know, I would say reach out. Um, I, even if you're not ready to submit a new project, um, if you have questions about uh, the cost of due diligence, how to source transactions, um, if, if, if you're looking for something outside of due diligence, um, you know, I'm, I'm here to help. I think that's, okay. that's my, that's my biggest, uh, that'll be my biggest kind of, you know, closing point. Um, go click the contact us button. Let me know how I can be helpful. Um, th that's what it's all about. Definitely. You know, what I really like the most about what you said earlier is that you are talking to almost everybody that comes on yeah. the website. And so when you say pre-vet it, you really mean it. You've actually spoken with everyone and you want to make sure that on both sides, everybody's getting what they said that they are yeah. actually uh, requesting. And yes. I think that's very important in this particular field. Uh, agreed, agreed. Um, I think that's, um, that's a lot of the value that we provide is that we've kind of done the work of uh, talking to each provider, understanding their strengths, understanding what type of work they do. So you don't need to waste time on that. I appreciate that so much, Roman. Roman, thank you for coming on How to Acquire Podcast. I know people are listening to this episode and they're like, wow, I didn't even know this existed. And so this is going to be a really great opportunity for them uh, to maybe add another uh, tool to their tool belt and yeah. uh, maybe even speed up their own process so they can get more deals done. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, we're here to help. Uh, so any questions, uh, you know, always open to talking to uh, someone's looking to get into the M&A space. Thank you again, Roman, for being on How to Acquire Podcast, and we'll talk to you on the next uh, episode. You have a free uh, invite to come back anytime and continue talking about your journey and uh, what it's like building a marketplace. And to me, one of the world's most important industries, uh, the <laughs> buying and selling of assets uh, and transactions. So thank you so yeah. much. For Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it.